today on Real Radio. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. You see that? Obey God. To love God and to be loved is to understand that his commandments are good for us. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. That is wonderful guidance for any one of us. Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Radio, Pastor Jack continues his series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter, with a message called The Christian Life, Part 3. You know, the Apostle Peter was one of the 12 disciples, and he later became the leader of the first church. There were times when Peter failed the Lord, that's true, but he learned that through Christ, he could have joy, even in the midst of failure and the pain that it caused. In part two, Peter told us there's only one God and one mediator between God and man, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was God in the flesh who offered himself freely to die on the cross in our place. Now, as followers of Christ, we can experience his love on a personal level and love others with the love that he has shown to us. So today on day two of this message, Pastor Jack goes on to say that if we seek after material things to gain status or identity, we have an idol in our life. The Christian life is not only identified by our love for Christ, but that we live according to God's word through the power of the Holy Spirit. To advance at the expense of others or allow sin to run our lives? Well, that's something we no longer consider. And now in his message called The Christian Life, Part 3, here's pastor and Bible teacher Jack Hibbs. There's no road, there's no trek, there's no track, there's no course, according to the Bible, that mankind is hopelessly lost in his sin. And so the Bible announces, do you not... Uh, know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Again, if some of you have a Greek Bible that says stop being deceived, it means that you and I are prone to deceiving ourselves. The Bible says stop it. What does that mean to us today in the 21st century? It means that God is not swayed by political correctness. God doesn't lick his finger and test the breeze to see which way he ought to be going to keep up in the pole of popular opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, God is God and he bows to no opinion. He's eternal, he's true, he's life and love and he's your only route of forgiveness. No man, no pope, no priest, no pastor can issue forgiveness to you. Only God alone. And his son died on the cross, absolute perfection. God made human flesh, died in your place to get you into heaven. And listen, with all due respect, God is not going to waste the death of his son because somebody holds to some political persuasion or conventional wisdom. Are you with me? Notice what the Bible says to us today and to all generations. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators. You know what a fornicator is? The word, by the way, pornea, pornea, is where we get the word porn. It means any sexual immorality. It's a broad description. Any sexual immorality. You say, well, what's that? Well, listen, I'm not going to sit here and parse it out. I've only got 55 minutes. I'll tell you this, or I'll ask you this. Anything that needs to be repented of regarding the sexual nature is this sexual immorality. 
Does it need to be repented of? Did Jesus Christ die for it? Then it needs to be addressed in our lives. Without batting an eye, without apology, God lays it out. No fornicators are going to enter the kingdom of heaven. This also means, of course, sex outside of marriage. Any form. Sex outside of marriage. I literally remember some years ago, a couple to get, uh, saying in marital counseling, premarital counseling, you know, you, it's fantastic. You, you, when you ask in premarital counseling, because you want to get them on the right course. So you ask them, okay, you guys are going to get married. You're engaged. Yes. Okay. Here, here's our first meeting. Here's what we do. We got to go through this thing. And then you know, here's all the wonderful uh, curriculum that you're going to learn about one another. But we have to ask you a question. Listen, um, if, you're not, if you're not sexually pure, we're going to ask you now for the next six months to, to be sexually pure because you want to get ready. And you never ask that of the guy. You never look at the guy and say, are you guys being sexually pure? The guy goes, yeah, dude, right on, awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. You never ask him. You always ask her and she goes. <laughs> she doesn't say a word. She just goes down like this. And you say, okay, listen, listen, God will forgive you of that. Let's pick up the pieces. And from this forward, from this moment on, let's march on to a glorious day for your wedding. But listen, when two people that are single and what, what their argument was, well, we don't touch each other. We just look at each other across the room. This is the word that falls under fornication, sexual impurity. The Bible says, if this is your lifestyle of practice, you're not going to heaven. The word idol worshiper, idolater. What is that? It means that you seek after material things to gain status or identity. You view yourself as somehow deficient unless you have things. You've got to have this or that. You know the old saying, keeping up with the Joneses? Anybody remember that? Anyone? Anyone? That, it would be that. What, why? What, what is that? It's because there's something on the throne of your life in place of God that you're seeking identity. You see, the Christian life is a Christian that finds his identity in Christ. I'm imperfect. He's perfect. I'm fallen. He's not fallen. I am unholy. He's holy. I'm waiting for the ultimate redemption of me in totality, the day that I die or the day that Christ comes for me. That's what I'm longing for. That's what I'm waiting for. Now listen, follow this through. Adulterers. What's an adulterer? Well, two things, actually. Two descriptions. He's, he's married and she's married, but not to each other, and they're physically... Uh, they're physically doing sexual immorality. Or she's married and this person, this guy is not married. They're still committing this adultery. The Bible says if that's your lifestyle, if that's how you roll, the Bible says you're not going to heaven. You say, yeah, but I call myself a Christian. You can call yourself a Christian all you want. Yeah, but I've got a membership card. Doesn't matter. The Christian life. There should be a mark of spirituality that should be supernaturally known to the world around us and to one another. Now listen carefully. Uh, the word homosexual. Bible says you practice this lifestyle, you, you act upon it, you fulfill it, you're not going. Notice what I'm not saying. If you're tempted to fornicate if you are tempted to idol worship, if you are tempted in your mind, adultery, if you're tempted with homosexual thoughts, 
If you're tempted regarding sodomy, if you're tempted to steal, verse 10, a thief, if you're tempted to covet, want what somebody else has, you can't get enough of it to the point where you, what your neighbor has drives you nuts. Drunkards, that is addiction. Revilers, this word means those who abuse, like a child abuser is a, is a reviler, an abusive person, a violent person. Bombastic or mean, abusive, reviler. Bible says you're not going. Extortioner, interesting word. In the West, in America, we think of the word extortion regarding money, don't we? Oh my goodness, he robbed me of 50 bucks. He extorted me for 50 bucks. Listen, you need to broaden your understanding. The word here, the defined word in the Greek language means a human being, a person who uses other people to advance themselves at the cost of others. Have you ever heard of the old saying, uh, it's the survival of the fittest? He who has the most toys, that's an extortioner. They will climb and crush over anybody for any reason so that they advance at the expense of others. The Bible says these who practice this, that's what the word means, practice, it's the lifestyle, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Look at verse 11. In fact, well, take a deep breath, everybody, quickly, before you pass out. Take a deep breath. Let it out. Look at verse 11. And such were some of you. That's good news. Because, listen, you may have done those things or some of those things, or you may have been tempted in your mind of all those things. Listen, temptation, hello, everybody, temptation is not a sin. For example... If you were formerly an adulterer, and now you're not an adulterer, you're now a Christian, but you have a thought in your mind, what are you supposed to do with it? You're supposed to sit there and, hmm. (laughs) No. Here's the beautiful thing. The Holy Spirit in you says, what are you doing? We do not do this anymore. We don't even think on this anymore. Get your mind over on something else and ask me to forgive you, Jack or Fred or Barney or Wilma or Betty. And you say, Lord, that's right, forgive me. That was wrong. Battle the temptation. Listen, if it's heterosexuality and you're tempted in your mind about somebody else, or if it's homosexuality, if you're, if you, listen, if you are a Christian now, but you used to be a homosexual, You don't get a free pass because the culture says you do. No, it's to be resisted in your mind. You don't act on it, you fight it. Are you with me? Listen, the word thief, it means to have light fingers. Not like you have lightweight fingers, it means that you lift things. Are you, is it in your, is it in your nature? Is it in you, you just kind of, you know, you see something, well, I don't know whose that is, it's not, it's not mine, but I like it and I want it. You just, you just pick it up and lift it and you walk away. You know what the word is in the Greek, by the way? Yeah. Were you in first service? It's klepto. Klepto. You know kleptomaniac? You just take stuff. It's not yours. I'm going to take it anyway. How about this? If I don't take it, somebody else will. Wow. Never underestimate a man's ability to justify himself. Never. But some were some of you. Look, but you were washed. 
It's talking to Christians. But you were sanctified, but you were justified. How did that happen? In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Christian, you may or may not be guilty of all of those things that are listed right there. Maybe it was in thought only. Jesus said, if you look after a man or a woman and lust after them in your heart before God, you're guilty. He's calling us to repent of them. Why? Because God has got a life for you to live as a Christian that transcends all of that weight and all of that sin that has previously had you bound. But please do not be deceived. Don't think that the Bible says you can keep living those things because people say you can or because the government says you can or everybody does it or it's, in, it's a matter of my culture and somehow that God softens the edge. The Holy Spirit is the same consistency always. When we get convicted, and maybe the Holy Spirit is convicting you right now, you're to say, God, forgive me. Lord, I've been wrong about that. Cleanse me of that in my life. But hallelujah, thank God, it says, and such were some of you. Now, on that list, I got to tell you, I was not guilty of all those things. I, some of those things I didn't even think about, thinking like, wow, what would that be like? No way. But some of those things I... I am guilty in my thought life about, right? Here's the thing. Don't look at me like that. Here's the thing. As a Christian, as a Christian, now the Spirit of God gives you the power and you no longer live that life. You don't do that because you belong to God now. This is the Christian life. Isaiah 55 Verse six and seven says, seek the Lord while he may be found. That, that verse is awesome. I love that verse, but it also causes me to have great concern for maybe someone who's not a Christian. Notice it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. That means time is running out. Call upon him while he's near. It implies he may not always be. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Someone say amen. amen. You guys, first service just shouted amen at the end of that. Now, I don't know if first service is a bunch of sinners, and they were glad to hear that verse, but that's good news, ladies and gentlemen. The God of the Old Testament and the God of the New is saying, I'm standing here right now ready to pardon you of your sin. Just bring it to me. And only a fool would hang on to their sin. Only a fool would hang on to it. Psalm 119 Psalm 119, verses 9 through 12. Psalm 119 says, How can a young man, oh, father, dad, give this to your son? How can a young man cleanse his way? Here's the answer. By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. You see that? Obey God. To love God and to be loved is to understand that his commandments are good for us. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. That is wonderful guidance for any one of us. The second thing that we see under this is to obey is to be under God's influence, to yield ourselves in this loving relationship with God. That's what Peter's talking about. Notice he says that it's to be, we are to be under his influence. Verse 22 goes on to say, through the Spirit. In other words, how is this going to happen? Let's be honest. You may be here today saying, I can't give up that thing or that person. All God is asking you to do is to agree with him. Whatever it might be, it has a hold on your life. Verse 22 says, through the Spirit. It's impossible, but through the Spirit. Through the Spirit. 
and you come to him and you say, Lord, by your great Holy Spirit, I need your power. I recognize, I confess that this is wrong in my life. I want to be a true Christian and live the Christian life, but I can't do it. Peter says it's through the Holy Spirit. And notice, in sincere love of the brethren. Now, this is an an action-packed statement. It's, It's powerful because the presence of the Holy Spirit in the life, listen, everybody, the Holy Spirit's presence in the life of a Christian can, can actually be um, monitored, observed. In fact, you could know who a real Christian is. Jesus said, you'd know them by their fruit. The greatest thing, you don't need to go and look at all kinds of fruits. You can look at the fruit singular and it's love. Everything else comes out of that. And you can know if somebody loves God. Number one, number one, listen, their doctrine will be biblically correct. Second is that the fruit of the Spirit will be there, and that's love. They will love. And the Bible says this sincere love will be of the brethren, to love one another. Now, people will say, well, you know, this is a big church. How do I do this? It doesn't matter if the church is big or small. Uh, you, you, gosh, this is a Silly song in my head. I forget who sang this. But those of us who go way back, remember that carnal, it's a very carnal, terrible song. If you can't be with the, with the one you love, love the one, you, love the one you're with, that's a very, very terrible song. It's a terrible song. But let's convert it right now for this message. Stop looking at the size of this service and say, I can't, I can't love 3,000 people sitting here. Of course not. Listen, if you can't love all 3,000, then look who's near you. See, a lot of people come to a big church to hide in a big church. Some people use a big church as an excuse. Well, there's so many people involved, they don't need me. No, believe it or not, big churches don't have all that many people involved because everybody else thinks that everybody else is doing everything. All you need as a Christian is one brother or sister to reach out to in Christian love. How you doing? You know what, last service? This, this couple, they drive from South Orange County. Okay, that's something by itself. But you know there's a couple that comes here, they drive from San Diego. Uh, I don't know if I'd do that if I were them. But this one couple I'm talking about, they, they come first service from South O.C., and they, they began to leave the church. They said hi to me, and then they were, they were leaving the church after first service today. And then I was coming back into here to, to second service, and the man comes up, and he says, you know what, I know this sounds corny, don't think I'm weird, but I just, I feel like God told me to come back and give you a hug. And I said, okay, right on. And he gives me this big hug, and I mean, he's squeezing me. <laughs> and it was real. And it, then he, he pulled away and he looked at me and he just said, you know what, I'm just so grateful to be here because I, I've been dry. And since we come in here, we're waking up. We're and I said, I said, I said you, you have no idea what you just did to me. You have no idea what you did. He's tall. I said, you had, you, had no idea what, <laughs> you had no idea what you just did to me. I said, I don't care how the rest of the day goes now after this. You just made my day. Why, what happened? There was, God did something. And listen, God wants to do something with you in your Christian life. 
to love on one another. Insincere love. The word sincere means without wax. Sincere. It means unpolluted love. It implies that we once had polluted love. By the way, you know the world doesn't have love. Sad, sad world. It breaks your heart, doesn't it, the world? Its, it's, it's definition of love is so... It's, ugh, it's veneer. You know, I can't think of anything more cheap than veneer. It's veneer. It's cotton candy. You bite into it and it's gone. And God, God offers you real love. Love that you can take in and out of the hospital, in and out of the work, in and out of relationships, in and out of business, in and out of leisure. It's everywhere you take, wherever you go, the love of God goes. As a believer, because of your Christian life, everywhere you go, grace goes, mercy goes. Wherever you go, you are the agent of that by the hand of God. You don't need to look at thousands, just pick somebody. Imagine if all of you, now don't do this, I'm I'm just suggesting, imagine if each of you now trying to leave the parking lot after service lets the other one go first. You do know what would happen. Nobody would ever leave the parking lot. We want you to be kind to a point, (laughs) but do get out for third service to arrive. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, after you. It's like those two little chipmunks in the cartoon. After you, no, 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 after you. Oh, no, no, after you. Okay, just give the person a salute and then take off. You know, go for it. But be kind and tenderhearted one to another, you know? Loving. I encourage you. You know the, the, the cross, the sticker that goes in the back of, of the window? You can get at the church office for free. Just grab it. It's just the cross. It's cool looking. Slap it on the back of your car. I'll tell you why. After this sermon, you should have, everyone should have one on their car. Because if you run out of gas or you get a flat, chances are someone from this church or from this region, they're going to drive by you. And they're going to, they're going to oh, there, oh, there's somebody from our church. Number one, if you see someone pulled over with the sticker, get out and love them. Don't drive by and say, oh, look, everybody, there's somebody from our church. Let's pray for them. (laughs) Let's pray that God sends them some loving, obedient Christian. (laughs) No, you do it. You love on them. Yeah, but you know what? No, no, do it. Do it. Watch what happens. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Radio, in a message called The Christian Life, Part 3. We're so glad you joined us today. And you know, our prayer is that you feed your soul with the good things of God so that you're not only satisfied, but you're renewed. The Christian Life, Part 3. It's part of Pastor Jack's series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter. It's a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution and whose compassion for others still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. You know, Peter, in his letters to the church, urged his fellow Christians to keep on learning and growing in the faith, in spite of their suffering and pain. Unlike today, however, resources were scarce. Still, they persevered, and Christ followers were growing in both strength and numbers. And now, in today's world, there's really no limit of ways to access quality material on Christian living, including Pastor Jack's website. Now, when you go to reallifewithjackhibbs.org, click on that media icon. You'll find not only real radio episodes, but real-life podcasts, real-life TV, real-life basics for Christian growth, and even news updates. You're going to like all that. You'll also find specific studies from the books of the Bible and so much more. 
So head over to that website called reallifewithjackhibbs.org. Click on the media tab. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. Did you know that Pastor Jack is very much active on social media? So if you'd like a free and convenient way to help support this ministry, or if you're just interested in what Pastor Jack has to say on current events, be sure to check out his Facebook page, Instagram, and subscribe to his YouTube channel. For more Pastor Jack and to help support this ministry, follow Pastor Jack on social media. Our phone number, if you'd like to write this down, 877-RR-RADIO. That's 877-777-2346. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 1273, Chino Hills, California, 91709. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. I'm David J. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.